Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 The FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, has informed ABC News exclusively that over $100 million will be allocated to airports nationwide to address potential runway incursions. This funding, announced on Monday, May 22nd, aims to enhance safety measures following a series of close calls involving passenger planes earlier this year. Runway incursions occur when aircraft, vehicles, or individuals mistakenly enter protected areas at airports designated for takeoff. The current round of grant money, part of the FAA's annual distributions, will support projects focused on reconfiguring taxiways to reduce confusion, installing improved airfield lighting, and constructing new taxiways to enhance flexibility on the airfield, according to the FAA. ABC News contributor and former commercial pilot John Nance emphasized the challenge pilots face in navigating airports, particularly during nighttime or adverse weather conditions. While pilots can easily discern runways and taxiways from paper diagrams, the perspective changes significantly when they are on the surface. Among the recipients of these grants is Miami International Airport, MIA, which is set to receive $6 million. The funds will be used to relocate one taxiway and address an intersection issue between two other taxiways, as stated by the FAA. Number 2 Tim Scott, the first black Republican elected to the Senate from the South since Reconstruction, made an announcement on Monday, May 22nd, officially launching his campaign for president in the 2024 race. He brings a positive and aspirational message to the growing field of Republicans, seeking an alternative to former President Donald J. Trump. Scott's decision comes after a soft rollout in February and the establishment of an exploratory committee in April. This time, it carries a signal to the Republican establishment that he is the candidate to unite around in order to prevent Trump from securing the party's nomination. He was introduced by John Thune, the second-ranking Republican in the Senate, and plans to kick off a $5.5 million advertising campaign in Iowa and New Hampshire, the early nominating states. Speaking at a spirited rally held at his alma mater, Charleston Southern University, Scott emphasized the choice facing the party and the nation, victimhood or victory, grievance or greatness. He firmly expressed his commitment to freedom, hope, and opportunity. As a well-regarded figure within the GOP, Tim Scott, aged 57, enters the primary race with a strong financial backing of $22 million in fundraising and support from experienced political operatives. However, his message of hope and inclusion may face challenges resonating with base Republican voters who are deeply entrenched in Trump's rhetoric of anger and vengeance. Moreover, the Republican field seeking to challenge Trump's nomination is about to, come, about to become more crowded. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie are expected to join the race in the coming days. Chris Sununu, the popular Republican governor of New Hampshire, also hinted at his potential candidacy further intensifying the competition in the state with, with the first Republican primary. Meanwhile, Mike Pence, Trump's former vice president, is still considering a run. Scott's campaign aides highlight that his $22 million war chest is the largest ever for a presidential can candidate. Additionally, they note that the $42 million he raised since 2022, much of which has been used to support other Republicans, has created a depth of loyalty that sets him apart from the other candidates. One significant question surrounding Scott's candidacy is whether his positive 
and religiously grounded message can attract enough Republican voters to secure a victory in a crowded primary race. Number three. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Finance Minister Betsalo Smutrich have announced a plan to increase funding for ultra-Orthodox Yeshiva students and their families by up to 250 million shekel. This move comes in exchange for the support of the United Torah Judaism Party, or the UTJ, for the state budget presented to the Knesset. The additional funds will be drawn from the current two-year budget framework without allocating new funds. The Likud party clarified that the 250 million shekel will be sourced from the 3.7 billion shekel already designated for increasing stipends to yeshiva students. The students will also receive retroactive compensation for the entire calendar year 2023. If further amounts are needed, they may be obtained from the surplus of 1.2 billion shekel in discretionary funds allocated for ultra-Orthodox schools. Furthermore, the agreement resolves an internal split within the United Torah Judaism Party. The Ashkenazi Ultra-Orthodox Party, which consists of the Agudas Sisro and Degel Hatera factions, had differing stances on the budget. The agreement overcomes this division and removes the major obstacle for Netanyahu and Smutrich to secure the necessary 61 votes to pass the budget by the May 29th deadline. In addition to addressing the demands of the UTJ party, Netanyahu and Smutrich will also focus on satisfying the far-right Otsma Yehudit party, which holds six coalition votes. This party is seeking increasing fund increased funding for its priorities in exchange for their support. The allocation of funds for Orthodox schools and religious scholars has drawn criticism from secular se segments within Israeli society. Critics argue that state support enables religious scholars to avoid employment and military service, while private ultra-Orthodox schools lack proper education in core subjects such as math, science, and English. These, development, these developments have com contributed to political polarization and social tension within the state of Israel. Recent incidents of incitement and protests reflect the deep divisions between secular and religious communities. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.